Brace yourself for Steve Fisher and Byron Tidwell, Old Guys Bitching. I am Steve. And I'm Byron. And we are, who are we? I forget, it's been so long. It's been so long. Uh, Yeah, we should probably just, uh, uh, okay, um, something with... Old Guys... Complaining, not not screwing around. Okay, we'll we'll go with that. Well, we're we're old guys bitching, but Facebook doesn't (laughs) like that. Well, and why not? Because you know, ultimately, you could say, uh, "What you you're killing off all the ads for female dogs?" Yes, yes. Yeah, I don't know why. But speaking of female dogs, well, before you get to that, though, I I I do want to jump back to the Facebook thing because uh, you sent me the thread, so I could read the thread and see what's going on. Right. You know, because you were in the fight, you were just fighting along, and you were not observing. So, as an observer, I can tell you, you never once connected with a person, not once. You really? were to- you were talking to a bot. No, it, I it, had. There were people's names, and they were they of were. Of course, they had responding names. exactly to what I was saying. They were bots, but all they were doing was they were cutting and pasting. Uh, why uh, they wouldn't allow it? No matter what uh, your argument, they they came back with the same argument every well, single time. Well, that's true. That, that is was, true. that's why. Well, that's why bot. I figured I I got some you know some guy in Rawalpindi. Or something, just uh, looking at a manual and, and hitting cut and paste from that. <laughs> what you should learn is you should learn some really offensive, um, you know, uh, Hindi and Urdu phrases, you know, because you don't know where it is. And to put the really offensive phrases, says, how about that, dude? And, you know. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea. You know what? Maybe, maybe we need to hire somebody who used to work for Facebook to come in and consult with us. So well, know yeah. how to answer these. But if you remember the first time we got turned down and I used the same argument with them, they reversed it and said, oh, OK, we'll take your ad for 20 bucks or whatever it was. <laughs> uh, it, ever since, though, I don't know, they keep changing their their parameters. Of course they do. And the amusing thing here is uh, I think it was in uh, Washington Post today. Might have been New York Times. They're talking about making Zuckerberg step down. Uh, they should. And so that could be your next argument. Do you want to go where Zuckerberg's gone? He no. lost his job. You could that's, lose yours. That's a good point. I, know. I am gonna, I'm going to try that. I am gonna, yeah, but part of the thing now that uh, Facebook has been proven to be anti-American and uh, one of the biggest threats to our democracy, uh, people are probably going to be leaving it, and there's no point to fight it. It's going to go down on its own. Well, you could use that as an argument too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that you know yours may be the uh, the the twenty dollars they have left. Huh? There's a good 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 one right there. <laughs> Maybe you should be a consultant for how to get through to Facebook uh, advertising. Well, you know, the good thing about having been uh, a long-term radio personality on uh, an entertainment morning show is you just learn how to be perverse. You learn how to take somebody's argument, flip it around on them, and make them say, wait, I never said that. And then, you know... Ah, yeah. oh, fuck it. I just like being argumentative. That's it. That's, now, that's half the fun. Now, moving on, uh, because yes. um, now, uh, 
you know, I usually say that I have a face for radio, but seriously, right now, Steve, you got a face for radio. <laughs> I don't even have a face for radio right now. I have, I, I, I can literally go out and audition for a road company of Phantom without needing makeup. The, uh, so, so I, I, I want to tell the people what happened here. Um, since last we broadcast, actually, this happened last Wednesday night. I took my dog out for a walk after dark, and she has a habit of wanting to go after rabbits. She just loves attacking rabbits. Now, most of the time, she will gird herself. You know, when she senses a rabbit, she will stop and just stare at it, and then she'll start this low growl before she tries to take off, which gives me enough time to get myself set and hold firm on her leash so she can't get away. Last Wednesday night, she decided she was not going to give me a warning. And she just, in mid-stride, took off for, across the street for this rabbit, pulling me off my feet. My feet literally left the ground. And I did a swan dive onto the pavement. But it's okay because you stopped your fall with your face. I did. I stopped my fall with my face. I, I looked across the street, and she was just standing there staring at me like, what's up with you, dude? Why are you lying on the ground? And why? what's all that red stuff all over your face? Because I was bleeding profusely from all over my, my face. So I just lie there. I lay there on the ground for, for a minute or so, getting stock of making sure all my bones work. Because, of course, at our age, what's the first thing you think of? I broke a hip. So I wanted to make sure I didn't break a hip or anything else. Nothing seemed broken. I didn't feel the pain of a broken bone, but I was definitely all bloody. And I got up and I called the dog and I just said, Sammy, come here. And she came right to me, and then she's kind of sniffing out and licking me and, and going, oh, okay, I know I did something bad because you don't look good, and I have a feeling I had something to do with that. So I said, uh, our walk is now over. And we turned, and we went back to my house, which was just a few houses away. And I went in the house, and I took stock of what used to be my face, and it was just a mess. I was bleeding from my forehead. I had a knot on my forehead the size of a, of a, a at least a baseball. It was much bigger than a golf ball. And blood all over the place. The nose wasn't broken, but it was all battered and bruised. Uh, so I, uh, I, and I did not have my phone with me when the fall happened because I had just replaced my phone that day. I had just gotten a new phone and it was still in the box and I hadn't switched, uh, I had switched it over, but I figured I don't need the phone. I'm just taking a walk around the neighborhood and, uh, you know, I, I, I need the step tracker, which is set up on the old phone. So I took that. So obviously from my, my perch on the ground near the house, I could not call 911 or anything else for that matter. I got in the house and I'm, uh, I pick up the house phone. I have one of those VOIP, voice over internet protocol phones. And I'm calling my son and it keeps going to voicemail. And it keeps going to voicemail. And it keeps going to voicemail. And I'm getting pissed that he's not answering my call 
when I am in an emergency state. And I finally, I took the other phone out of the box because that I couldn't message from the uh, home phone. And there's a message from him going, we're at dinner. I'll call you when it's when we're done. Because from just the phone calls, he never listens to a message. He just lets it go to voicemail and just assumes, oh, I'll call you when I have a chance. So I texted back, no, I need to get to an emergency room right away. So then he called right back. What? What's up? What'd you do? What happened? And I explained the whole thing. He said, all right, we're on our way. And he came over and they, they got me and they took me to an urgent care place. He said, do you need to go to an emergency room or is urgent care enough? I said, I think urgent care should be enough. I mean, if there's anything major, they'll send us to an emergency room if they can't do the test there. Because I'm thinking, okay, with this knot on my head, I could have a large blood bubble or something going to my brain ready to kill me. So nothing's broken. I don't. I, I had no fear that anything was broken. But I, I thought, okay, internal bleeding. I could be on my last uh, minutes on earth here. So we go in to the urgent care. It's empty. There's not a soul there. Uh, one of the nice things about having urgent care in the suburbs is you don't have the inner city stuff going on and gunshot wounds very often. So there are two women at the front desk one young woman who seems to be running the show and an older woman who was very attractive and i immediately become very self-conscious about the way i'm looking because this is a potential date here now because she's very attractive and she's older i couldn't tell how old but she was at least in her 40s so i'm trying to crack jokes and all that and they think, okay, obviously there's brain damage here. And it was like, no, that's not it. We get back and they clean me up. And, uh, the, you know, they're asking all these questions. It's like, stop with the, with the quiz. I, I don't need a pop quiz. I need a doctor in here. But they got to ask all their questions and go through all these things. And finally, the doctor comes in who's young. I, I mean, it's, it's not quite Doogie Hauser, but he, he's a young guy. And he comes in, so I'm cracking jokes with him, and they get me cleaned up. He says, well, he said, there's nothing broken, you're right, but you're, and, there's, and there's nothing cut up that needs stitches, but you're really badly scraped. He said, I haven't seen this kind of scraping in a long time. I mean, you're down to the, you know, down to the rough here with the scrape, all the skin off and all that. So I'm a mess. He said, you are... Uh, but I see no signs of neurological damage, to which my son immediately said, check him again. <laughs> said, thank you, Ben. He cleans me up and he says, okay, you probably have a slight concussion. No neurological damage, but a slight concussion. You're going to have a headache. And because I did have a headache at that point and I was nauseous and uh he said, you know, just take the rest of the week off and and through the weekend, just relax and, uh, you know, you should be fine by Monday. He gave me a couple of prescriptions, which I couldn't get that night because the pharmacy was closing as we were walking out of the urgent care place. He said, you're going to have two black eyes in the morning. 
And sure enough, I wake up in the morning and looked even worse than the night before, minus the blood. But as we're on our way out of the urgent care place, I look back at the woman at the desk and I said, I'll be back when I look better. And she said... She just turned away like, okay, get him out the front door as quickly as possible. Keeping that track record <laughs> intact. It what Yes, definitely intact. So I was thinking, maybe if I post a picture of the way I look now on dating sites, maybe I'll at least get a sympathy date. <laughs> it's just proof that dogs may once have been considered our best friends, now they're trying to kill us. It's very clear. Either that or my dog was just trying to teach me how to fly and I didn't get it. Uh, well, you know, I promised you that I would tell you my uh, dog uh, chasing a rabbit story. Yes. Oh, well, we're going to have to jump in the Wayback Machine for this story anyway. Oh. Which I believe I was uh, like 11 years old. And I had a St. Bernard. Actually, my family St. Bernard. My mother won it in a Dr. Pepper name the dog contest. And, <laughs> and this was a, this was just a wonderful dog. She really wait, was. So wait a minute. Wait, I, I'm not seeing the connection. Is that what's really in those kegs under their collar, Dr. Pepper? That's what Dr. Pepper wanted you to believe. And, you know, well, you may not know because uh, Dr. Pepper was a southern a soft drink for many, many years, and it only expanded into the north in the uh, 70s. But the uh, only southerners would make a soda to taste like pepper. Uh, well, actually, uh, it's it's even worse than that. It uh, <laughs> you know, uh, all soft drinks have some sort of uh, flavor basis that they 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 work from, you know, like uh, of course. The, the colas from the cola nut and that sort of thing. Uh, Dr. Pepper, original formula, prune juice. No. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, but their, uh, their logo. Actually, then that should be the drink of AARP. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The logo in the uh, 50s and 60s was uh, two St. Bernards and uh, a uh, adult St. Bernard and a puppy St. Bernard. I don't remember who, uh, what the contest was. Uh, if, you, if you've ever read any of Gene Shepard's uh, stories about his mother entering every contest known to man, <laughs> my mother did too, and, and that's how we came to win this dog. But like I said, she was a wonderful dog. Now, I lived in a rural area. Literally across my back fence was uh, a, uh, a large pasture with a, a, a stream running through it and beautiful trees and blackberry bushes, which are like Ooh. a big briar patch. So uh, it was a November, just, just like it is now. I was 11 years old. I had just gotten my winter coat for the season from Montgomery Ward's. It was a very nice kind of western cut uh, corduroy coat with uh, the fake sheepskin lining. And, of course, I had the admonition, don't get this dirty because it's going to be your coat for the next year. So I uh, was going out the door with uh, my dog, whose name was Penny. It was Lady Penelope or something. She was registered and that sort of thing. But, but anyway, she was going out the door. My mother said to me, 
Oh, we haven't gotten her in for her rabies shot, so make sure she doesn't get away from you. Well, I was a kid, so I thought, okay, well, the way to do that is to put my hand through the strap on the leash so that I can hold her firmly. Now, at this point, I probably weighed, I was like 11 years old, I probably weighed like 105 pounds, and she weighed 205 pounds. So we are just kind of going along through the pasture. Everything's fine. I'm there with a bunch of friends. And suddenly, Penny saw a rabbit in the blackberries. Oh, no. And she just took off. I couldn't let go. My hand was in the strap. And so I was just floundering behind her as she was dashing through. Now, she has this nice thick coat, this coat that fends away briars and fends away anything nasty. But, no, I have my Montgomery Ward's uh, corduroy coat, which is catching every thorn that I'm passing through that I'm not catching on my face. So so finally, Penny decided that, no, I'm not going to get that rabbit, so let's just rejoin everybody. (laughs) Oh, great. (laughs) And so at that point, my friends are all standing next to the blackberry patch with their, their jaws dropped and their eyes like saucers and... I stand up, and then it got even worse because they said, kind of like, you know, you with the blood streaming down. Yes. <laughs> they went, you got to go to the hospital. <laughs> well, I couldn't see, couldn't see myself, so I took, you know, I, I ran back home with my dog, put her in the backyard, ran inside, and said, Mom, I have to go to the hospital. And she said, What did you do to your coat? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Of course. And then she she said, go go in the bathroom, wash your face, and then we'll decide where we need to do. (laughs) Farsley was all just, you know, very minor scratching and that sort of thing. So that's that's my story of getting dragged by a dog yeah, chasing a I, rabbit. I, I don't I don't know why 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 dogs got this man's best friend thing because it, it this dog is not my best friend. This dog is out to kill me. Surely surely she's not. She seems very sweet. She is very sweet. Uh, she and she looked at me from across the street very sweetly and wondering why I was on the ground. Oh my. And I now I had a pair of I had just gotten a new set of glasses with a new prescription last week and those got totally trashed. Luckily they didn't break, but they're all scratched up and the the frame is totally twisted and I went in today to see if I can get it replaced and they go Oh, no, your insurance only gives you one pair of glasses a year. Oh, man. I said, what? Well, well just, just hold them up and say, this is another thing you can say. I think these are defective. Yeah. <laughs> I said, can can these scratches be cleaned? No. That's <laughs> just ruined the glass. So, I don't know. I might have to go to Warby Parker and the hell with Costco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then, then I now I also made a couple of other big moves this past week because I switched my phone from the Samsung Galaxy S7. That was the one that was just trying your patience every time you used it. 
it was trying everybody else's patience too because I did nothing but complain because it was a piece of crap. It wouldn't do anything it was supposed to do. I got a Google uh, a, a Google Pixel 3XL and it does everything. Great. I mean, it connected to all my smart stuff like that and it just does everything it's supposed to do. The only problem I'm still having with this and this is in this I, I'm having a feeling it might be the car radio. I think I told you about this where my car radio, when I was uh, on, on a phone call or on listening to music as opposed to the radio, it would, after I was driving for a little bit, it would beep. There would be this beep, and it would switch back to some radio mode that wasn't even the radio station I was listening to. And the place where I had the radio installed, it's an aftermarket radio. They couldn't figure it out. And I thought, okay, it's the Samsung Galaxy, because it, it was just doing this, and the guy, guy tried it with his iPhone or whatever and didn't have the same problem. So I, the Google does the same thing, not quite as late. It does it right away so you can switch it back before you actually start going anywhere. Um, but I don't know why it does that. So I'm thinking it's the radio and it's some kind of conflict with Android. I, I hate don't it know. When, I hate it when technology uh, has feuds and fights among themselves. Which they do all the time. You'd think they would, by now, have come up with one standard. One standard for everybody to use so things work right. No. Samsung's got their way of doing things. Google has their way of doing things. Apple has their way of doing things. LG has their way of doing It's just not right. And, and I think there should be a law. But considering the, the mess we have in Washington, D.C., I doubt this is going to get fixed anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, we are recording this the day after Donald Trump's uh, press conference in California and yes. after his appearance on Fox News. And I will have to say, I thought that uh, Jerry Brown and Gavin Newsom kept it together really, really well because, uh, you know, I would first off have not been able to control my laughter and then I, I, I would have. One, you know, I, I just punched him in the face. Just <laughs> he, he didn't even know where he was. No, he with pleasure. <laughs> it was in pleasure, Cali California, instead of uh, uh, paradise. paradise. Oh, well, it's not goodness. paradise anymore. So maybe that's oh, part of and then, what threw him. And then the the Finland people today went. <laughs> what the hell was he talking about? But we didn't. We never said anything about raking. But. <laughs> We don't rake our forests. What is he talking about? <laughs> oh, right, the man is a total, a, a total looter, loser. Except when it comes to national elections, for some reason. <laughs> and which I I do not understand. I have uh, gone over. I've tried to talk with long term acquaintances, you know, and tried to talk calmly, and just. No to try to find out what their reasoning is. And these people have no reasoning. None. Zero. Zip. It's like gun control. Yesterday, a, um, a, a long-term acquaintance posted an item on Facebook. Well, 
anytime I see something like that, usually I don't respond. But if I think, oh, this deserves a response, but I'm not knowledgeable enough. So I do research and I look into it and see what's going on. Well, it turns out that this, and it wasn't even an article. It was just some commentary that uh, somebody ran at one point or another. Well, I discovered that, first off, it ran in 2001. And the statistics it cited w- were uh, debunked then. But it's still traveling around. So what I did was I copied the current statistics from uh, a couple of different uh, sites. One was a pretty independent site, really. And then I posted them. And what happened was the person who posted the original thing from 2001 that had been debunked uh, tried to start an argument with me. You don't know what you're talking about. You're just quoting statistics. It's like, uh <laughs> Yeah, I I am. I know. I'm sorry. But again, it was about gun control. Now, what happens today? Another shooting, Chicago Mercy Hospital. Oh, I didn't hear about that. It It's just, you know, things are, are just ridiculous to not do anything. And right now, the NRA represents what? I, I think they're saying at the maximum, 30% of the population. But in yeah. re- in reality, it's more like uh, 15.5% of the population. And on top of that, um, it, 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 their views are so extreme that they're, they've gone very far out of real- reality. They're, they're not considering what's good for the country. It's just what's good for gun manufacturers because the NRA no longer represents individuals. They right. represent gun ma- manufacturers and gun sellers. Right. right. So, but you can't tell gun owners that. It's like we just passed a law here in Washington State uh, that basically it's just common sense about keeping your guns locked up and safe. So you keep them out of the reach of children and, 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 and people want to overturn it. Don't tell me what to do with my guns. You know, if I want to leave my guns out where my kids can get it, that's my business. It's like, really? Really? Maybe you shouldn't be a parent. Maybe we should take your kids away from you because maybe you're the problem. Yeah, maybe they you tell them, okay, we want to check the efficiency of your gun. So load it, stick the barrel in your mouth, pull the trigger. We'll see if it works. That's right. I like that idea. <laughs> I, I think we need to get that going. Yeah, I, 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 but, you know, you're talking about the 30% with the NRA or 15%, who the heck, who the heck voted for, for uh, Donald Trump? How many people support Donald Trump to this day? I mean, uh, most of the people who voted for him now are sorry they did. You have that core group of like 30% that still loves him for whatever reason. And it makes no sense. They can't give you an intelligent answer as to why they still support him. And, uh, I, You know, I I saw another article today about uh, one of the things that uh, Donald Trump loves to lie about, and that's his crowd size. Yes. Uh, Factchecker.org decided— Probably something other size, too. (laughs) Uh, Factchecker.org did uh, do uh, research on rallies that Donald Trump conducted this year. And in each one, he just 
went so far over the top as far as estimating crowd size. There's 30,000 people waiting to get into this 5,000-seat arena. Uh, (laughs) So we've put up big TV screens. Well, it turns out only one time uh, were screens put up, and that was in a major city. And in most of these small cities, they never put anything up. You know, it's just all to feed his ego. The man is uh, emotionally impaired. He's probably seriously mentally ill. He's definitely a sociopath. He's definitely a narcissist. He does not need to be allowed anywhere uh, near polite company. And And that's like with the whole art, the whole uh, controversy over at CNN's Jim Acosta being uh, having his Prescott credential uh, revoked, um, which he now has it back. And for good, Trump had made some comment about, okay, we'll see what happens when this uh, this current period is up and we might revoke it again. But then I guess they made an arrangement today. So CNN withdrew their lawsuit because they were suing him and the White House over the whole issue. And, you know, people were saying when when Acosta was basically thrown out of the White House, people were saying that the entire press corps should have gotten up and walked out, which I agree with. I think the less coverage they give to this maniac, the more likely he will just go over the top and then we'll have to Article 25 him. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We'll have no other option. Uh, and then you have to look at all of his enablers like uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who I've always said if she had only grown up in a Christian household, she would yeah. not be doing these things that she's doing. And what did I see? She did an interview somewhere um, it might have been Fox News, where her father was her interviewer. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So she made, you know, some some of her usual false statements. And uh, I, I still, I haven't seen the Trump interview with Chris Wallace. I hear he had, uh, Mr. Trump had some great uh, whoppers in that. Well, again, he's going after the military. He's going after military men who have had distinguished careers and who actually accomplished something. The head like of the, the guy who got Bin Laden. Yes, and all he yeah. could do is is interrupt Chris Wallace and say oh, he's a Hillary supporter. Yeah, and yeah. I know that they say, oh, well, we we've got to maintain a relationship with him so that he can come with. No, you don't. You just stop him there and say, I'm not talking about that. Right. I'm not talking about that, and I'll tell you what, if that's all you can talk about, interview over, we're not going to give you any air. It's, uh, it, it, he, that's, that's what should happen. Somebody should re- remove all the air from his room while he's sleeping. <laughs> Take out all the oxygen so that there is no way that he could even breathe through the night. <laughs> that would be a start with the whole thing. Next time, we will have to talk. I finally did it. Uh-oh. I find I cut the cable. I am now an official, well, as of tomorrow, 
officially I am a cord cutter. So we are both doing that, and we will address some issues with cord cutting. But yes. right now, I'm going to say that you are Steve Fisher, bloody as you are. And you are Byron Tidwell, not bowed. And we are... We are... Old Guys Bitching! Old Guys Bitching is a production of Old Guys Bitching, written by Steve Fisher and Byron Tidwell, and recorded in Seattle and Las Vegas. Here is on iTunes Podcasts, Google Drive, Spotify, and many other platforms. Copyright 2018, Old Guys Bitching, all rights reserved.